Hey guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. Today, Ryan McKinnell joined me on the show and we recap all of the action from WrestleMania 38. Plus, we speak to Jimmy Smith about working the desk for his very first WrestleMania and we break down the return to the ring 19 years in the making for Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's get into it. What a weekend. I truly still feel pumped up I feel like I am like on cloud nine. I enjoyed this weekend so much. It was so much wrestling, so much wrestling to the point that you're like, oh my God, like to be completely honest, it's like, you know, the, the build up to WrestleMania was in my opinion, slightly lackluster. I wasn't totally yeah, like, I would agree. hell yeah, it's mania. Let's go. <laughs> and then you're like, okay, yeah. wait, so we've got Saturday and we've got Sunday and the shows are really long. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? But, like, man, was it fucking awesome and did I have a lot of fun watching it? They really delivered and I feel like this was quintessential WWE doing what they do the absolute best. And it, it just it made me a fan. It made me a fan. It made me miss it. It really gave yeah. me that FOMO of being at WrestleMania. It's funny because leading up to it, I was like, meh, I feel all right. You know what? There's always like that weird mania buzz that like I'm like, oh, am I missing out by not being there? Like I'm a little bit sad. I didn't go do WrestleCon. I, I wasn't a part of anything this weekend yeah. or this past week. Um, but anyways, yeah, it was – I just had an absolute blast watching this both nights of WrestleMania. Um, and I, I was a bit of a hater going into it being like, we don't need two nights. I don't like it. Blah, blah, blah. But now in hindsight, it was like, well, it was pretty damn good. I mean, the fact that we almost didn't get that, like, the Sheamus-New Day matchup because times were being cut and things were happening. They, they did end up squeezing them in on, on Sunday. I don't think they did it quite justice with what they could have done there because time was short. But all things considered, I mean, two days of wrestling was great. I've been talking for about five minutes straight right now about it. How did you feel about it? Hey, listen, I uh, we're pretty much simpatico in that regard, right? Like, I mean, I can still bitch. I can still moan and complain, right? Like, you no know, intercontinental title, no intercontinental yeah. title on no a 10-hour show. And you or had, you know, pre, like, pre-shows leading up, right? Yeah, no U.S. or U.S., right? But, 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 I my expectations were what they were going in. I was a little bit indifferent to it. I thought the build was what it was for some storylines. Nothing was really grabbing me or sending me over the moon. But mm -hmm. it, it, and you kind of said, right, it's a quintessential WWE. Um, sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the time the storytelling is disjointed. A lot of the times, uh, you know, they'll throw something away after starting it and there's no follow-up on it, right? Mm -hmm. All that aside, when WrestleMania comes around, when the big moments come around, usually they deliver on the product of the day and for a two day WrestleMania with all the things that had to deliver from stone cold to the attraction matches with McAfee and Knoxville to the, you know, the, the everything in between. Don't the leave Logan matches. Paul uh, out of that. Don't we'll you dare. Hey, Logan Paul killed it. Right? He like, did. so there's so much, uh, that fell together right, and the crowd was hot. That's another thing. Shout mm -hmm. out to Dallas, Texas. They brought it the entire, whatever, 10, 11 hours. Um, and to your point, a lot of wrestling. I don't know. I don't think there's 
anything such as too much wrestling. But I do. I firmly believe that there is with your with your with with your better half going out there all weekend and running roughshod all over Texas. I think I saw like like, I don't know how many different shows I saw. They were. Yes, they were great. Yeah. So it was a great weekend, Renee. It was awesome. Okay, so yep. w- so of all things that happened, what is the thing that you're still clinging to that's still making your heart go pitter-patter? Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> and, and I knew Stone Cold. I knew Stone Cold. I knew Stone Cold was going to give us a match. I, I said it on Friday with Mark. I said it on Saturday's uh, Busted Open as well. Um, he didn't cut that promo. He didn't drive out into the desert in his little ATV and be like, Kevin Owens, you awoken something inside me for the first time in 19 years. I'm going to come down there and whip your ass. Like, he's not going to cut that promo and not deliver. I didn't know he was going to be taking suplexes to the exposed, you know, outside. I, I didn't know. know. Like, it, he overperformed on what I thought we were going to sure get. Did. The in-ring was awesome. The, the com- it, it, Stone Cold. Is what not an intense just, man. I, I, when I, when we all look back on this mania. Yes, what an intense man. Even 20 years later, Renee, like when that when that glass broke and he came out. Um, I mean, I was I was 14 in 1997. Right. Like I, I completely lost my shit. I'm almost 40 years old now. I I I. I that's not something I'm used to seeing, especially as an adult, is seeing the 316, the blue jeans, the knee braces, and the walk. I think and the, the purpose. shorts got a, did the shorts you know get I mean? a little like, shorter. It was, it was I feel shit. like Austin was really getting those thighs out there, and man, I appreciate it. Get those thighs <laughs> out there, double knee he's braces. A man of style. He is. And you're right, he did. He absolutely over delivered. I did not think we were going to get a match, not to that caliber. Um, I, of course, knew there was going to be physicality, but yeah. I was like, ah, oh, maybe it'll just be, you know, they'll smash some beers. I'll have the moment. It's some stunner. I thought it was going to be like a stunner off. I thought Kevin was going to keep trying to get in his stunner, not going to get it. Austin yeah. was going to get in his, and that was going to be the end of it. Um, but the fact that it turned down to it turned into an anything goes match. They went through the arena. They got on the ATV. I did think that Kevin Owens was going to take a bump off the stage. Which is a long fall down, by the way. So, so um, it, it it didn't happen. But um, yeah. <laughs> what a moment for him! Like oh, you know, so, earlier so well leading done. leading up to it, it's like yeah. you know, I, I think t- in terms of giving that man his flowers, um, especially in like the promo world, like he just was so great with those promos. You could tell that there he was like soaking up that moment out there with Austin and like what that meant to him. I mean, knowing that he re-signed to WWE. I can imagine what the other opportunities were like there, like out there for him. Um, and for him to, to want to be with WWE, that's the place for him. And then to get this big payoff at WrestleMania, I'm sure with a pretty handsome payday as well. But guys, what a, what, what a miraculous moment. Him and Sami Zayn both had a really great weekend. I hope that they are like celebrating yes. Montreal style, a little poutine, some smoked meat. I don't know what they're doing, but I, I they, they really hey. had a great weekend, the two of those guys. Um, one of the things that really stood out to me that I'm still thinking about and because I'm still really looking forward to tonight, the Raw after Mania is always exceptional. The crowd sticks around. It is rambunctious and ruckus, and now new storylines are starting. It's always a debut of some new superstars, and it's Cody Rhodes in the ring. I'm assuming in the ring with a, with a live mic for the first time in six years. I can't wait to hear what yeah. he has to say. And that was one of the things in the buildup 
to Mania was like, you know, we were doing Cody Rhodes watch on this show for a while of like, when's he going to show up? When's the storyline going to set in place? Um, and then once it got down to the nitty gritty, I was like, yeah. great. Just, you know what? Have him just show up in Dallas. Let's get that big entrance. Seeing the nightmare Cody Rhodes up on the big Tron was like, it was a really surreal moment. It was really, really cool. And those two had a great match. I love that Cody busted out the bionic elbow. It just, it made me just, it gave yes. me those feelings. And that's the thing that you love about pro wrestling is the emotions that can be just sucked out of you like that. And, and Cody did that and Seth did that. They were so great. But yeah, I cannot wait to hear what Cody has to say tonight. I know he's been doing a ton of media. There's been all of the little like snippets online about why he decided to go back to WWE. But there's a lot of vague things as well in terms of what happened with AEW. I don't know if the other shoe is ever going to drop on that. And we're going to know what happened between him and Tony Khan. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm just still thinking about it. And I'm, I'm really happy for him. I think it's there's nothing better than a story of somebody betting on themselves more than once in, in an industry that can often not love you back the way that you love it. And to see him have that moment, it just it makes me so happy. Um, you know, a dude that I've been able to spend a, a lot of time with uh, over over the years, especially obviously our time in WWE together. But to see him have that moment is so special yeah you talk about the moment right that that is what's going to stand out now no listen whether you love cody rhodes whether you hate him whether you're indifferent to him one thing you can't deny is what that moment was because that is an aew founder an evp and one of their guys that they we all assumed was going to be around for the long haul, right? He smashed yeah. the throne. He did everything. So, listen, there have been arrows. I would love slung, to be a fly on the not, wall for that moment with Hunter. Yeah, right, right, oh right, right, right. No, yeah, no, but there have been arrows slung, right? And, and I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a battle. I'm not, like, I'm just, I mean, he crashed the throne. There's all those things. Um, this felt like the first for, first sort of arrow being slung. If there is a battle, to have someone jump back to a uh, back to WWE and kind of create the interest, not just jump back to WWE, Renee, but jump back to WWE, not with this WWE music, not as Dash and Cody as, home, as potentially home, Homelander Cody in his yep. AEW music. Everything goes black. The music hits. The crowd pops. It just we're living a different time in pro wrestling. It's yeah. felt like that for a couple years. It felt even more like that over the weekend when Cody hit and other things happened. It was just, yeah, man, special uh, time. So freaking cool. Okay, so the main event to have the unification of, uh, of the WWE yeah. Championship and the Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, where did that fall for you in terms of main events, the buildup for that, to see what's going to happen now. I mean, I'm looking forward to tonight to see what's going to happen with the, with the unification of titles, yeah. what the ramifications are going to be for that, and where Roman is going to go now. Now what? I... I I got to be honest, I was a little disappointed with the end, and there's only one reason. It was my expectations. And we mm-hmm. follow each other on social media, so you probably know where my expectations were leaning, and that is Dwayne The Rock Johnson coming sure. out and going face to face. I mean, who wasn't watching? Because... I was. I waited till the full fade to black because I was like, "Are we? <laughs> oh, for is sure. it gonna happen?" <laughs> even when it even when it faded to black, I was like, "Are we gonna come back? Are they gonna come back <laughs> from that commercial? Are we gonna? Get... Like, this can't be right. There's 15 minutes left in the show. I will I'm looking say at though, 45. <laughs> I will say that when I saw, I mean, knowing that shot, knowing the way that yeah, Paul yeah, Heyman's yeah, 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 brain yeah, works. Knowing the way Roman Reigns 
head works. To, the, what tipped me off that I was like, it's not happening, was Roman standing there and Paul Heyman held his pose knowing that that was going to be the closing shot of the show. <laughs> like, there's, there's nothing you beyond like, that. Paul's God damn it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was waiting for it. If you smell. But, but, same, but to your point, to your, to your point, Monday night, I mean, I still think it's coming. And damn it, is that not why we watch, right? Because Vince always has these names in his back pocket. Austin, Rock. Like, he, he can call on these legends to, you know, at, at almost any point, right? I'm um, really surprised so, that, we've had, that we've had Manias now back-to-back, though, with no Cena. I actually thought yeah. that there could have been that swerve with Seth because we all thought it was yeah. Cody. Everyone in the world thinks it's Cody, which is, you know, leaves WWE to go, gotcha. Shane's music hits. Cena's music hits. I was yeah. waiting for something else to maybe happen there. But, you know, you, you talk about that star power and the guys that Vince is able to rely on. But, yeah, not having Cena around for two. Is it two years, three years in a row? It's It's been a minute now uh, of not having those Cena moments. Yeah. But do you feel, uh, you know, I feel like one of the things that people always kind of talk a little trash on is that WWE does rely on those nostalgia acts. And I will say, I mean, you say yeah. nostalgia acts. I mean, yes, of course, Austin was that. But, I mean, damn, dude went out there and he worked. It wasn't like he just went out and did just hit the stunner. Like, he earned whatever that paycheck was. It was a big paycheck. Um, but in terms <laughs> of, uh, you know, the nostalgia acts, no, listen, that is the blueprint of WrestleMania. Go back to WrestleMania 1. Bruno, like, it's not like they yeah. don't put in a nostalgia acts to bring in new faces, to bring in interest, mm-hmm. to bring in celebrities, to bring in interest. And at the end of the day, Renee, you know this, there's only a few top spots. Now, I don't disagree in terms of the chase. Who's going to chase Roman? You need young, viable contenders to pose a threat. They have not done a particularly wonderful job at that, but they do have some names. But in terms of top guys, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns, when you talk about building for the future, well, they've done that. Those men Mm -hmm. are going to be around this company presumably for the next decade, and they are going to have top billing. Someone else will come along on the women's side. My God, Rhea, Bianca, Sasha. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. Stacked, 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 yeah. So – so I don't I don't think it's as big a problem as some wrestling fans make it out to be. It is something they should focus on. They're I didn't feel bothered by as, it yeah. during this though because no, there no, were so no. many other matches and so many other moments for people to shine. It wasn't like it was the crutch that that was the only thing right. being brought in. Yes, it's a thing that we're talking about right now, but everyone else did get those moments and honestly a lot of people really got time on that stage except for uh Kofi and Woods and, and Sheamus um and yeah. a butch but um yeah I, I don't know no, I, no, I can't I can't hate on Pete. it for this it's but. Pete right it's Pete it's like Walter <laughs> it's it, Walter is Walter butch is yes. Pete like I hate this I Braun Breakers is Steiner like come on yeah. they called him Stop th- it. when they were talking about when they were talking about Braun at NXT Stand and Deliver they were talking about how he inducted his Steiner family into the Hall of Fame and then call him Braun Breaker no, ah! oh it's there such a some, cluster yeah, anyway. fuck Try announcing that Sometimes. shit when you're like, what are we, what's, <laughs> what are we saying? what's happening? Oh, my God. It can be such no a thanks. mind fuck. can be a real mind fuck. And, um, and I, I know we got to duck out of here really quick, but I, I just want to touch on the women's matches really quickly because Becky and Bianca obviously tore 
the house down. They were amazing. They looked incredible. Yes. They told such a beautiful story. And again, in another, um, you know, another thing that I feel like people harp on is there's a lack of long-term storytelling in WWE. And this was put together so well. And it really was this beautiful moment for Bianca. And I, I just, I can't say enough good things about what her and Becky were able to go out there and do. And I, I'm excited for both of them. I'm really excited to see what Becky's going to get to do now. This gives her another place to go, gives her something to do. Um, so I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what those two women are, are going to do, whether they continue on with some more stuff with the storyline or, you know, they're going to move in some different directions. But, um, yeah, just a great, a great star-making moment for Bianca Belair. Yeah, it really was. And and, and she had, a, a, you know, obviously her moment last year, and then mm -hmm. she had her – her sympathy moment at SummerSlam right here in Vegas at Allegiant Stadium, right, Renee, where uh, obviously oh, yeah. we all know what happened with, with uh, Becky. So there was a <laughs> lot to prove with those women, right? There was a lot to prove on Bianca's shoulders. Um, you talked about how great they looked. Uh, they did. And it was – I obviously the WWE has always been about creating superheroes, comic book heroes, larger than life, right? And that, this is no disrespect to Lita and Trish Stratus and everyone that's come before and Medusa and, and, and Mae Young and the list goes on, right? Mm -hmm. Becky and Bianca with their entrances and the way that they hit the runway, holy shit. Like in terms of superhero comic book, the way they looked when Becky took her, like first when Becky hits, I love the like reveal, right? When Becky hits the ramp, you're like, oh, it's like a Lady Gaga inspired, like this bad bitch is coming to the ring and she's going to wreck shop. Then she takes the glasses off and you're like, the oh makeup, shit, I know. Yeah, the fifth like, element. Fifth element homage, meets right? like Bowie, Bowie. It was just like yep. Lady Gaga. It was so yep. irreverent and so different and well, you know what else I will give a nod to as well? It's like not only for Becky to push the character in those directions and go, fuck it, I'm going to get a mullet and I'm going to make this shit fucking rad. And she did. Right. But I also, I love that Vince also let that happen in a world where traditionally Vince might not yes. understand what these looks are and not understand that this is cool and different and that fans are going to gravitate. It doesn't have to just be well said. Barbie hot, that it can be this really cool, different thing. Kudos to them for leaning in and letting them take the ball and run with that. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes. And with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. He is the voice of Monday Night Raw, fresh on the heels of WrestleMania, two nights back-to-back. -back. We've got Jimmy Smith joining us. Jimmy, how are you doing? How's your voice? Where's the stamina at? What's going on? <laughs> I'm doing fantastic. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> your really voice feel that, uh, sounds crazy. I really Jimmy, feel that I'm going to do amazing. No, no, I'm, <laughs> that's how I feel. Apparently, my voice is holding up comparatively well, but I'm totally, I'm wiped out. I'm, I'm alive, and I'm awake, and I'm here. And that's, oh, that's all you're going to get from me right now. 
Okay, a scale from one to ten, your first mania under your belt. Um, arguably, you know, one of the best WrestleManias yeah. we've had in a long time. How did you feel about all this? Yeah, we got the well, when it first like kind of sunk in is when we got a we got a police escort to the stadium. Oh yeah, through Daily Plaza, like you know, like all these motorcycle cops and everything stopping traffic so that the buses of people. You know myself, and you know all the all the uh, superstars behind us in this bus, and they, and I'm going, is this real? Is this re- it's it's I've never seen scale like this ever in my life, where hotel is packed and everybody is head to toe, and my room key is is an ad for WrestleMania, and oh, when I, came I know. Back from, right when I came back from the event, the hotel had the WB's logo was the side of the hotel, and then it switched and said WrestleMania. Ooh, like, hey, what? how was the after party? The what was the food situation like? You guys get some good food over Ooh. there? <laughs> Somebody got food? Now we're talking about my music. Somebody got food? <laughs> <laughs> got food? Oh, people boo. People Ew. did stuff other than <laughs> call a show, get back, sleep, wake up, call another show, get back, sleep, wake up, call another. People did stuff. With oh my gosh! I know. People. I do I feel for you. No you must be about. so exhausted right now. But tonight, there still is that energy. As much as there is that WrestleMania proverbial hangover, maybe quite literal hangover happening right now. But to go into the Monday after Raw, I mean, you're still riding that that wave of mania. Um, and the debut of Veer is happening tonight. Oh baby, finally. You get to call it. Um, but before we get into Raw tonight, what match stood out to you the most in terms of being able to call it and, you know, being able to be in that moment and really feel that? Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair put on an incredible, credible, incredible, unbelievable match that had everything in it. It had, you know, it, it, it had a ton of action. They told a great story. It was, you know, up and down, amazing the reaction of Bianca Belair, winning the reaction of Becky Lynch, losing all of those things together. Uh, really, that was that was the highlight of the one I, the ones I called for sure. And of course, the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin was. I, the the trick for WrestleMania to me was being quiet a lot, where mm-hmm. I, you know, there's nothing I can add to that. The breaking glass and Stone Cold coming out and seventy-seven thousand people losing their minds. There's nothing I can add to that. I didn't speak from the moment. Uh, Stone Cold, the glass broke to his start of the actual match with Kevin Owens. I didn't say a word. Lay out, God to. damn it! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, I I didn't have to hear that one time because I did. You know, I just went, mm-hmm. hey, when in doubt, let the fans do the talking, and that's exactly what I did for two days of WrestleMania. That's what was kind of my mantra throughout this thing. Hey, when in doubt, let the fans do the talking, and I did. Awesome. Uh, it was definitely easy to do in a, a Stone Cold return. Uh, you get to call his final match. Historically, Jimmy, I know you've done, you know, some cool stuff. You've been in some big arenas, big stadiums. Uh, where does that rank, getting to watch Stone Cold after 19 years, man, have his final match? For me as a fan, I mean, obviously it was surreal. Um, I can't imagine what it was like there to be the voice of it, and so, and, 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 and not in a lot of ways, in the way. It's, I, nothing comes close to the yeah. energy of two days in WrestleMania. Now, I've called, you know, matches yeah. in Madison Square Garden. I've called title fights in the UFC. I've called title, world, title, world right. in boxing. I've called, I've called everything. I've never seen a mass of people all unified in going crazy. There was, there was no – if you look at, at night one of WrestleMania, there was no <laughs> low. There was no gap. There right. was no match they weren't that into. No one's going to get popcorn in this particular moment. 
There was none of that, and I've never experienced anything that with a combined 140,000 people over two days. Never, damn uh, close 160. I've never ever been been near anything like that in my life. What uh, what were the nerves like, man? Because I'm, I mean, truly, like like you said, I mean, you've called a lot of big stuff. We know your career in mixed martial arts. This was your first WrestleMania. You talk about the hotels, the room keys, the fans in the lobby. This is a different monster. So you you wake up on Saturday. Um, what were you feeling, man? Thank little baby Jesus, I was mm-hmm. not opening the show. Because that's when I get the most nervous. Hey, two, I open the show, right? No, that's when we're cold, right? It's five, four, three, two. Welcome right. to a store at AT&T Stadium. Da, 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 da. That is when all the nerves are there. It's like the walk to the cage when I was fighting. It isn't the fight. Once they close the door, I was great. It's walking there, starting. Okay, saying mm-hmm. goodbye to everybody. That is the hard part. I didn't do that in day one. I called the third match. So the crowd was yeah. warm. There had already been two matches. I'm not doing a big open. I came, you know, I, I did my own camera, and then it was, boom, the match we're calling. And that is so much easier. Day two was Cole turns to me and goes, thank God you're opening today. That's you, buddy. <laughs> Have to look, pat me on the back. Good luck. And I hit that, the open, you know, you're welcome to yeah. stadium, uh, heading to the biggest Killed match it. in WrestleMania history. And then it went, boom, to black. And I was like, I did it. I, I timed it right because you don't you're not 100 percent sure uh-huh. and boom right 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 like, okay we're off and running and then it's RK bro doing their thing and the street profits and Alpha came I knew they'd have a great match so mm-hmm. once you're in it it's almost like I guess you know 100 yard dash you know waiting for the gun's the hard part once the gun goes you're going and you're on adrenaline and they're doing their thing and, and turn around and oh match is over on to the next one okay the hard parts of the are the in betweens right mm-hmm. and I, I felt like Saturday and Sunday there weren't a lot of in betweens. It was go, 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 and, and I turned around, I woke up Monday morning, and here I am. <laughs> it, it's such a crazy feeling. You it just, like you saying that, it just like yeah. took me back to when I called Mania, and we were doing one of the kickoff show matches, and then as we're in the kickoff show, as Mania is about to start, they switched the card, and it started with Seth and Brock, and we were like, oh, my God. So I did have to open. I didn't do the open in the terms of you know being the lead host role that you get to do. Um, but, yeah, being able to be a part of the opening of Mania, and then it was also when the women had main evented, so we got to close out Mania as well. It was just such a cool moment. And you're right. There's just nothing better than being in that stadium, feeling the crowd, like just – fully behind manias people have spent you know their whole year building up to getting to this mania moment spending their vacation money all that stuff to be there and, and soak in all of that moment so you guys did such a beautiful job it was a ton of fun to watch i i had just as a fan loved it i had such a great time um but you talk about the opening match from yesterday with rk bro uh in uh, alpha academy and uh street profits but uh, Gable Stevenson, what are you guys yeah. feeling about the expectations for Gable Stevenson? Um, we got the intro for him for both nights back to back, but uh, how do you think he's going to fare out there? Physically, the guy can do anything. He is the greatest collegiate. I'm not, I, trust me, I, I know amateur wrestling. He's the greatest collegiate heavyweight of all time. Greatest one ever. Um, Olympic gold medalist, two-time national champ. I, could, you know, I know the whole deal. I've been watching him since he was in high school. Physically, he can do everything and anything. The X factor in sports entertainment is does a crowd connect with you? Do they mm-hmm. you, you, that it's, it's almost like a fight. And, and I, the one thing I've been asked a couple of times is what pro wrestler, you know, would you put, you know, if you could train him for an MMA fight? 
And I said, look, I can talk about your physical abilities all day. You know Montez Ford. He's long and lean and, you know, great balance and, and great – I don't know how he reacts to him punch in the face. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. It would fall apart. As as, I have no clue. It's the same thing kind of with, with sports entertainment. Oh, he can do this, this, and this physically. I'm sure he can. Can he work a mic? Will the crowd like him? How will they react to him? I don't know until he does it. It's, it's one of those things where you literally can just go, I, I, I don't know until he does it physically. The guy can do anything. He's a performer, and he's incredibly athletic. He can do all those things. The other side of it, the crowd side of it, and the fan reaction, don't know until you're out there. Yeah, no, no doubt. And, you know, it's, you know, when Stephanie introduced him on night one, we did get to see him get in there and have that bit of physicality. I was really hoping that whatever is first, I don't know if they're going to go into a program or what's going to happen, but I was hoping that it was going to be Gable Stevenson and Chad Gable. Um, I think that they could totally help each other out. Chad Gable can certainly lead him through uh, his first little foray into the pro wrestling world. So I think that that could be really, really cool. I'm looking forward to that. Definitely. Um, Hall of Fame. How did Hall of Fame uh, fare for you? Did you get to attend? Did you get to see Undertaker go into the WWE Hall of Fame? I got to watch it. I got to see it. I was not there. I didn't get in until like later Friday. So I was too late to actually attend Ah. and stuff, blah, blah. But I saw the whole thing, and I was sitting there watching it. And to watch the people I work with and the people I know that I work with, you know, um, every week at this point, really – that, I mean, th- th- I saw people bawling. I really did. And I saw the people the next day. I know. Getting talking about. It was crazy, right? And so that was the thing to me is, mm-hmm. is taking the cue from the people around. I go, man, these are not – these are people I've, that, that, that don't easily cry and they're sitting there bawling thinking about, you know, Undertaker <laughs> and everything he's meant to them and everything he's meant to the business and all these things. So that was really an emotional uh, – a crazy emotional experience watching other people experience that with The Undertaker. It was really incredible. Yeah, it really is such a special moment to see. And yeah, I was, you know, kind of in your same boat. I got to just watch it from home and get to soak all that up. And I mean, a man that is just, he is WWE. That is him. Another man that I think is also very WWE is Triple H. What did you think of him opening the show yesterday and leaving his boots in the middle of the ring? Big moment. Big moment again. For, like, like it added even more to everything. You know, that's that traditional grappling sign of retirement. Same thing Gable Stevenson did. After he won his national title, he left his shoes on the mat. And, and that mm-hmm. idea that, that you give so much in sports entertainment to the crowd, right? You're giving them everything. You're giving them, them your body. You're giving them your time. You're giving them your energy week after week after week and show after show after show. And then what we're seeing with the Hall of Fame and with Triple H is the crowd giving that back. Like we acknowledge what you gave to us for years and years and years and years and years. We're going to acknowledge that and give that back to you. That's kind of how that felt, mm-hmm. right? It's like they've been putting all this love in the bank for, you know, 20, 30 years. And then all of a sudden you kind of get it back and you kind of see what you gave to everybody. And with The Undertaking with Triple H, I think they both got that moment. It was special. Yeah, it, it certainly was. Well, Jimmy, thank you so much for hopping on with us. I know you've got a, a big night ahead of you. Enjoy the, the Raw after WrestleMania, hold on to that voice. It's going to be loud as all <laughs> hell out there. Uh, you guys did a beautiful job at WrestleMania. Uh, yes. Thanks again for, for hanging out with us for a little bit. You're so welcome. Thank you so much. I'm going to stop talking for the rest of the day. <laughs> okay, voice rest. Go inside the green room with three-time NBA champ Danny Green. 
do we show that we have potential to be a good team and still beat some of the best teams out there regardless of what brand that we're playing yes we've shown that there are times where it is frustrating to watch it is frustrating to play in when i think we make it harder than it has to be sometimes all of growing pains of after trades we just picked up james we just picked up deandre uh, we got a lot of different guys figuring out their rotations it changes night to night don't miss an episode of inside the green room with danny green every wednesday wherever you get your podcast stone cold baby stone cold stone cold unbelievable what a great moment i love this it was so fun it was such a cool moment um you know i think it's and austin just got better and better throughout that match yes um you could what was see the beer? he was like it was how many beers i mean literally like it usually he waits until I the know. match is over i think this he was legit like, just needed to now, like wet but... his whistle i think he was like thirsty that was it. he was like give me this Got a little blown up. Someone Need a little water about, out there. That's, that's exactly. People were like, yeah, he really seemed to loosen up when they hit the crowd. And like he really, you know, started to find his groove. I was like, no, man, that was like the seventh beer kicking in. And he was like ready to go. That's that's the Steve Austin. <laughs> I feel no pain. Oh, my gosh. It was so cool. Uh, I also no, loved great. when he came yeah. out. Music hits. He comes out, walks the stage, goes back, gets on that ATV, makes his way down, does the circles around uh, around the ring. Yeah. I, what I actually loved about that, too, was um, Kevin Owens, the way that he was selling that every time the camera cut to him and he was just, like, uninterested, <sighs> bored. <sighs> yeah. Yep. It was great. What a it was so damn. cool. Yeah. Um, was, so could, Renee. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go, no, go ahead. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, it couldn't have been be- done better. Like, that's no. all I was going to say. Like, in terms of having a final match, a return for a guy we haven't seen in 19 years, those knees were clearly not what they, you know, he's he he's obviously not the same version of himself, right? They worked around it. They gave you great in-ring, and then outside the ring was, I think, Renee, better than any of us thought. Yeah, no, I agree. And, you know, sometimes, you know, when you have somebody like like in Austin or, you know, like when Sean came back, uh, when it was Kane and Undertaker and and Sean and Hunter, um, and you you have these matches sometimes, and the pressure is on of like, oh, my God, so-and-so's coming out of retirement for this match. Um, You know, whether it's a match happening, you know, some of the ones that have happened in Saudi Arabia to, I believe, the one I was just referencing was – Australia um but yeah I mean you, you bring these guys out of retirement sometimes and it it doesn't always hit on all cylinders the way that you want it to it's it's really cool to be like okay we got the entrance and you want everyone to be protected you want everyone to be you know highlighted in the right ways and that's what we got from Stone Cold and as much as yeah I mean it's it's 19 years since we've seen him in the ring with the knees the back the neck um and yep. yeah, he just once he once he got in there and got moving, it was great. I'm so surprised that they did some of the things that they did, uh, you know, suplexes mm-hmm. on the ground outside the ring, like fighting into the crowd. It was we like the crowd went home happy um, the fan. I mean, watching from home, I went to bed happy. I was like, hell yeah. Look at them go. Oh, so cool. Wait to, woke up, woke up with a buzz. Went to bed with the buzz, woke up with the buzz. And I'm not talking about alcohol or drugs. I'm talking about, holy shit, Stone Cold delivered. And and you know what? Uh, I want to get your thoughts on this because you referenced some of the spots they did. Uh, Obviously, stage suplex, outside the ring suplex. I got to think, if you're Stone Cold, like, what's the difference? In ring or outside the ring, this shit is going to hurt. I'm only taking two of them, so let's get the most out of them. Like, do you think that's basically <laughs> how the conversation went? 
Probably. Um, you know, I, I think Stone Cold, obviously, uh, he takes his work very seriously. He yes. did, There's no way Stone Cold was going to half-ass something and not come out right. there looking like the badass that he is, especially in his home state. There's no way that he was going to mail that in or be like, let me just hit my spots. Let the, he, he wanted it to go both ways. And, and, and that's so giving of him as a performer, the fact that he gave – Kevin Owens those moments and didn't just take yes. that shine himself. Uh, I, it, it speaks a lot to, to who he is and, and what he continues to give back to the wrestling business. And not that this was like a passing of the torch, but like talk about getting that rub. Holy shit. <laughs> Did he ever? Yeah. And, and, and I want to just real quick share. Uh, I don't have many stone cold stories. I have a couple as a fan, but as a professional, uh, the respect that I have for this man, I'll tell you a quick story. We had him on the show uh, when I was hosting with Misha a couple years ago, right? And we he was a big fan of Misha, and he wanted to you know do like a crossover thing and whatever. So we have Stone Cold on. I think it was when Misha was in Singapore. After the interview, uh, Stone Cold follows me. And now that this is the point of the story. I'm not trying to name drop, right? But for me, I'm shitting my pants. I'm like, oh, my God. So, like, you know, then he DMs me. And he, he starts asking me questions about the process, about how to work remotely and how do you know when to ask a question and how did you like, how are you doing your process? And I was like, wow. this is the reason why this dude is so fucking good at his job because I'm a nobody. Like, I don't mean that as in a self-deprecating way, like on the levels of Stone Cold and Ryan McKinnell, he's in the fucking stratosphere <laughs> and I'm like buried six feet under like the Undertaker, right? <laughs> he didn't view it that way. He didn't view it that way. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like he saw the he didn't it wasn't about status or it was just about it was just about him getting better as a broadcaster because of his podcast yeah. and all that. Anyway, no, it was fantastic. a window inside of a man. Yeah, it was a window inside of a man that let me see just why and how he's as great as he is. Yep, agreed. Uh, it's funny. I remember the first time that I worked with Stone Cold to him and I were hosting something together and seeing him getting a little bit nervous in a hosting spot. I mean, I, he's, the, you know, the world's best wrestler. You put him in that stage, that's his wheelhouse. But he was like, what am I doing? And I was like, wait, you're nervous? Should I be nervous? What's happening? <laughs> he, was, he, was just, he was just the best. Like, what, you know, yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin, wow. the dude rules. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to Sirius XM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and Sirius XM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.